0: Hello and welcome to the January 6th edition of the Fantasyland Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Shorten. Before we get cracking on the midweek podcast, I want to give a bit of an update from my side. So I manage seven teams across a couple of different platforms. I'm in Fantrax, I'm in Yahoo, the bulk of them are on ESPN. And week two was a little bit of a mixed bag. So I think week one, I had five wins and two draws. The week just gone, I had four wins and three losses. So My first losses came up, which wasn't great, but it's very, very difficult to go a whole season undefeated, so it was going to happen eventually. So some of my leagues, they are very, very active. There's been a lot of trades going on, a couple of trades a day in some of those leagues. Others aren't. I personally haven't been too big on the trades, and I reckon it might have bit me Given that the sum of the trades are going across, I think that I could have snagged a couple of really good deals. So this week I am going to be a bit more active, try and get a few things going. I've got a couple of players that are that are not playing very well, which I'll touch on in a second. But yeah, I've got a, a little bit of work ahead of me. Frustratingly, I also have Laurie Markkinen, and I've also got Kevin Durant in a couple of leagues. And if you didn't know, they have been ruled out due to COVID tracking. So, that doesn't necessarily mean that they've got COVID, but they still need to sit through all of the isolation periods. So, it's about seven days, which worked out to be you know, three, four games based on whatever the slate is. So, it's going to hurt not having those guys for this week, but uh, I, there's not much I can do about it. There is an IR um, in a couple of those leagues. There is a, no IR in a couple of others. So, I'm probably anticipating a couple of losses but it's going to affect everybody. I think I said it in the last podcast that if you do have an IR, I would recommend keeping it free because nobody expected these guys to be to be hit with the covid tracking and having to to miss three or four games because of it. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out moving forward. But yeah, it's a, a bit of a frustrating one at the moment. On to the main portion of the podcast. So for those who are seasoned veterans when it comes to NBA fantasy, you will know that at the end of every season, there is a number of fantasy awards dished out. And I effectively wanted to look at some of the early performances that we've seen and make some predictions as to who would be winning these awards later in the year. I'll then, obviously, as we get towards the end of the year and these awards are given out, I'll go back, look at the ones that I've said, see where I maybe hit the mark, maybe where I didn't hit the mark, and cover all of that off. I'll do the same with the other predictions I did in the off-season, sleepers, busts, and all that sort of stuff to to keep myself accountable going into next year. So on the first award. First award, we're going to start with the big one and go with the fantasy MVP. So last year, for a lot of leagues, I would say that it was James Harden or Giannis, but I, I reckon it's going to be a bit of a changing of the guard this year. There's been two players for mine that have... Been absolute standouts and barring any injuries, I expect them both to remain healthy, but barring any injuries, I think that they'll go the season and be riding contention for MVP as well as for the fantasy MVP. Those two guys, Nikola Jokic and Steph Curry. So Nikola Jokic to start off this year has gone 22 points, 13 assists, 11 rebounds, 62% from the field, just over a three. 80% 80% from the line, just over a steal, half a block. Uh, the only caveat is five turnovers, but he's been absolutely outstanding. He had an ADP of about three and a half, four on ESPN. And right now that looks like it's bang on the money, if not a little bit of a steal. So I would probably have, if I had my time right now and I was taking the number one overall pick, I'd be taking Jokic based on these stats because you can't go wrong. You can go any direction you want to go with. He doesn't hurt you anywhere anywhere. He really holds you to a nice step when it comes to the field goal percentage and the free throw percentage, and obviously the boards and assists are huge. The other one I said is Steph Curry, so he looks as though he's back to his MVP best. So, thirty-two points, six and a half assists, five and a half rebounds, four and a half threes, which is crazy shooting at forty-six percent, which you know it could actually go up and 98% from the line off eight shots a game. In fact, I think he went 70 shots made from the free-throw line in a row, maybe even a little bit more. But um, yeah, three and a half turnovers. Those are the two guys that I reckon are going to be the the main two in contention for the Fantasy MVP award. If you look at the, the stats, you probably are wondering why I don't have somebody like Giannis, why maybe I don't have somebody like KD, Kyrie, somebody like James Harden, Luka Doncic, I think it comes down to health. So all of those guys, even AD, all of those guys that I mentioned, the majority of them will miss games, whether that's through resting, whether that's through injury or whatnot. The the James Harden situation, I think is going to play out a little bit more. Maybe it's a skeptic in me when he missed the game with the, the rolled ankle. James Harden doesn't miss games with rolled ankles. So I saw that more of a stick it to Houston a little bit. I'll sit. I'll make sure that I'm healthy. I'm going to force your hand. I'm going to force you to trade me. So I do expect a few more DMPs throughout the course of the season unless he gets traded. Then if he gets traded, obviously, his value is going to get hit and then he's not going to be in the contention for that award. So Steph Curry, Nikola Jokic, I'm going to be between those two. If I'm going to pick one, I'm going to say Chef Curry keeps going. I think his stats are only going to get better. I think his points are going to get better. I think his assists are going to get better. And I think his field goal is going to go up as well. Jokic, I see him coming down a little bit, but not too much. But it'll be between those two guys. The next award will be the Rookie of the Year award. So, look, I I was hoping that I could put James Wiseman in here because he looks fantastic to the eye test. He's just not going to get the volume that he needs. But he looks really good around the ring in both, both the offensive end and on the defensive end. He runs the floor hard. He's going to fit in with their system really well, but right now it is the Draymond Green, Steph Curry pick and roll game. So I don't think it's going to be James Wiseman, although I do think he's probably going to average 15 and 10 for the year with maybe a st- maybe a steal and a block and a half. But I don't think it's going to be him. I do think it's going to be LaMelo Ball. Somebody in your league, foolishly now in hindsight, dropped him after the first game or so, whenever he blanked, then I think that... You've got yourself a steal if you've picked him up. I think that where he is now, his last four or five games, he's averaging six or seven assists. He's averaging 15 points. He's averaging two and a half, three steals. He looks so, so good. He's going to take over the starting role from either Devontae Graham or Terry Rozier, and it's only a matter of time. Yeah, they're still going to play some small guard lineups and have all three of them on the floor, but I think he's – 30 minutes that he's running at the moment per game is only going to go up. I think he's going to finish the year with a 33, 34, 35 minutes per game. And his stats are only going to get better. He looks really, really good. So Lamelo Ball, he is my pick for the rookie of the year. So for the most improved award. Now, this is one that I, I had a couple of players written down. And to be honest, it could change at any moment. But there's one person who is just playing incredibly well. I... Slept on him a little bit too much because I didn't think he was going to be this good. I knew he was going to be good, but I didn't think he was going to be as great as what he's playing. But that's Christian Wood. Christian Wood is playing some fantastic, fantastic basketball. There was a, a time where I think it was Milwaukee. They waived Christian Wood so that they could add, I think it was Tim Frazier to their roster, which in hindsight is extremely silly, but Christian Wood looks awesome. Season starts, he's averaging 23.6 points, 10 rebounds, a steal and a half, an assist and a half, and two blocks a game, and that is awesome. Shoots the three well, two really good percentages. His last seven days, he's dropped off a little bit, but I mean, he's going to be keep on doing this all year. I think that he's only going to get better as the season rolls on, as the James Harden situation rolls on, and as he gets a little bit more rapport with John Wall. He's already got some really good rapport with James Harden, but Christian Wood looks awesome. If he finished the year averaging 25 and 10 with a steal and two blocks, I don't think I'd be surprised at that. I don't think anybody would be surprised at that. Watching him play at the moment, he just looks fantastic. The other ones in there that I could see, Mikhail Bridges, he looks really good. I don't think he's at the most improved Step that Christian Wood is. You've got Dante Giovancenzo, he looks fantastic as well. You've got Colin Sexton, you've got Darius Garland, both of those guys absolutely playing phenomenally. Obviously, John Wall, he's coming off pretty close to nothing. So he looks fantastic in comparison. But Christian Wood, he's the person who I think would win it if it was to stop right now. But I also think he's gonna keep going for the rest of the year and he's gonna win the most improved award. And he I think he should win it pretty comfortably. So the next award I've got is the biggest bust. So somebody who was maybe drafted a little bit higher than what you maybe thought they were going to and or has just been an absolute disappointment based on where they should be to their career averages and where they should be to, to what you expected them to be this year. I have two people written down. I'm going to give the first one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the first one and then maybe defend that a little bit and then go with the person who I think will finish the year as the biggest bust. So the first one I've got is Ricky Rubio. So I own Rubio in a couple of leagues. He's been really disappointing. The only caveat I will say is that Ricky Rubio is a traditionally slow starter. So he does take a little while to get his feet into the game. He also takes a little while to get his feet into a new team. So whenever he first started with Utah, his first 15 days were, or first 15 games, his averages were 13 points and six assists. So that was what, four years ago? When he first started with Phoenix, his first 15 games were 12 points and 8 assists, so we're going from 13 and 6 to 12 and 8, and currently, obviously, we're not 15 games in, but he's sitting at 8 and 5. So we're not too far off where he traditionally is throughout the first 15 games. So I do have him. I'm so tempted to get rid of him because he is very, very frustrating, but having said that, I know that he's a slow starter, and I know that the second half of the year – he's going to pick it up and he's going to be great because he normally is. And he every single season it happens, every single time he's in a new team, it happens. He's gone from 13 and 6, 12 and 8, and he's currently 8 and 5. So if I was to jump back on here at the end of February and he was up to 12 and 7, would he be a bust? No, he wouldn't because you're not getting him for his scoring, you're getting him for his assists and his steals. But right now, very, very frustrating. And yeah, very frustrating. The one who I'm going to say is the biggest bust of the year, has been the biggest bust of the year so far, and will probably remain the biggest bust of the year, is Hassan Whiteside. He is incredibly, he's still rostered in 55% of leagues, even though he has got no means of getting any minutes. He's got no road to any minutes. He's not fitting in with the Kings. He is playing behind Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley. Yes, there is talk about trading Marvin Bagley, but until that happens... Whiteside's not getting a run, and whenever he is on the court, I've only watched a couple of the games. Whenever he's on the court, he dominates. I think he played twelve minutes or so against Golden State. It was in garbage time, but he got you know eight, ten points and three and three blocks. So his skill set hasn't gone, but his attitude looked horrible. He doesn't want to be there. They don't want him there. If he doesn't go, if they don't trade him out, I think he's going to be the biggest bust of the year and. What that probably means is that next year, whenever you're drafting, you're going to get him at a massive discount. But Hassan Whiteside, right now, biggest bust of the draft, and I think that at the end of the season, he is going to be the biggest bust of the draft. I think his ADP was 84, eighty-four, eighty-five, thereabouts, which pretty reasonable at the time, given the the comparable stats of, say, Miles Turner or or say, Brook Lopez. But yeah, pretty poor. Unfortunately, so Hassan Whiteside, I'm penciling him in to be the biggest bust of the year. The biggest surprise of the year. So I did not see this one coming. I had this person on my roster last year. I drafted them last year. They were super disappointing last year. But Colin Sexton, he looks awesome. So far, he's averaging 26 points, three and a half assists, a steal and a half with only two and a half turnovers. We know he's a scorer, and realistically, I do think he's a shooting guard not so much of the point guard that they're probably playing him at a little bit, but he looks so good. He's playing some ridiculously big minutes. He's shooting the ball so, so well. I I could see him keeping it going. I think he's I think his stats will drop off a little bit. I mean, 26 points on 55% shooting is not sustainable. I think he's going to drop back to, say, 45% shooting when it comes down to the end of it, maybe a little bit more, maybe 46%, maybe 47% shooting. And even if he does that, you're still looking at 22 Points a game. And if that is the case, biggest surprise for me because he did not look good last year. So right now, as it currently sits, I'm gonna say Colin Sexton is going to be the biggest surprise of the draft from where I sit. The only person I see getting in that way is gonna be Chris Boucher. Chris Boucher is looking really, really good. He is undersized, he is skinny, he's under height, which is obviously why they've got Alex Lennon and they've got Aaron Baines on their roster. But he has such a good skill set. He, I think, I, I think I'd big up Boucher a little bit too much, but he looks so, so good. I could definitely see him ending the season with a three and a half, eight boards, a steal and a half and two threes, sorry, and two blocks and maybe 10, maybe 12 points, which is fine. That's Brook Lopez type work. And that is, you know, top 60, top 70 stuff. So I think come the end of it, it's going to be between Colin Sexton and it's going to be between Chris Boucher. And the Never Drafting Again Award. So this is somebody that I've already spoken about, but the Never Drafting Again Award is somebody that you draw a line through, somebody that you say, look, I'm not going to touch them. I'm not going to draft them. I'm not going to waste a pick on them. Maybe I'll look at trading them if they you know, they stay healthy or if they come good. The people who I already have through my Never Drafting Again list, I've got Kyrie Irving. I've got Kawhi Leonard. I've got Joel Embiid all players that I don't like drafting because of the high injury risk and the resting capability. But this one is going to be a little bit different. My never drafting again is Ricky Rubio. He was somebody on my list who, I've always liked Ricky Rubio. I still do like Ricky Rubio. But my issue with him is that he is a second half of the season player. So whenever I'm looking to get Rubio, it's at a discount from another player. So whenever I drafted him in a couple of leagues, it was a case of, being on the clock, second sticking down. I need a point guard, I need some assists. Ricky Rubio's there, Ricky Rubio, it is. So he's somebody who I'm never drafting again because he's so frustrating to own whenever he's starting the season slow. And maybe he does continue with a slow burn throughout the entire year and he goes into that biggest bust award. But right now I'm never taking I'm never drafting Ricky Rubio. If I could get rid of him now and then get him back, that'd be great. But right now, I'm never drafting Ricky Rubio again, lying through the sand. You can hold me to that next year. If next year, I'm running through my my teams and doing a live podcast and I take Ricky Rubio, feel free to call me out on it because I need to be held accountable to that because I do not want to draft him. And finally, the, or well not finally, second, finally, we've got the waiver wire pickup of the year award. So this one obviously depends on how shallow your league is or how deep your league is. Obviously, if you're in a 16, 18, 20-man league, the waiver wire pickup of the year will be vastly different to somebody who's in a 8, 10, 12-man league. So where I wanted to look at for the waiver wire pickup of the year award was somebody who was sitting around about that 120, 125 ADP because chances are they were either the last pick in a lot of leagues or they went undrafted and got picked up in the first week. So the person who I've got there, and again, there's a couple of people who Certainly could be on that list. I think James Wiseman at the end of the year could certainly be on that list because I think he's going to have a phenomenal year. And a lot of the leagues that I'm in, he wasn't taken, and his ADP certainly does reflect that. Another player is Darius Garland. So his ADP is about the 125 mark. So he is just playing awesome. He's playing fantastic next to Colin Sexton. The Cleveland Cavaliers have started. Surprisingly well, which could have been under my big surprise award. Darius Garland, he started with seventeen and six with nearly a steal and a half, two and a half threes a game and forty five percent shooting. And this is somebody who went largely undrafted in a lot of leagues. I think as of as it were as it currently sits, he is coming back down to earth a little bit. I, I know that he Had a a pretty poor game against Atlanta a couple of days ago, which certainly brought his averages back down. But he is looking so, so good. They don't really have anybody else in Cleveland. Dante Exum, he's just gone down. Matthew Delavidova, he's certainly not somebody that is going to be taking minutes from either Garland or Sexton. So the minutes are going to be there all year as long as he remains healthy. So if it's there, they're going to be throwing the ball at him. They're going to be giving him as much production as they possibly can. And realistically, I do see Darius Garland having a... 17 and a half, 18 point season with five assists. So Darius Garland, he's hes going down as my waiver wire pickup of the year. I could be wrong. Feel free to tell me that I'm wrong. If there's somebody else that you think is going to jump in there and take, that, take those honors, absolutely let me know. But yeah, Darius Garland for me looks great right now. And I think come the end of the year, he's going to be the person that wins that award. And now finally, the most fun player to own award. So the, the most fun player... To for me to own, it's got to be Trey Young. Trey Young is just so, so, so much fun to watch. He's so much fun to own. You never know what he's going to do, whether that is 10, 12, 14 assists, whether that's going to be 30, 40, 50 points, whether he's going to to throw out 15 turnovers. Who knows? But what he is is super exciting. And Atlanta are a really, really good team to watch as well at the moment. So for his his confidence for his his ice cold veins for his ability to put up shots from anywhere and drain shots from anywhere. Trey Young is my pick for the most fun player to own. That could change. I do have Andre Drummond in a few leagues. I do have Sabonis in A League, and I do love watching him play because he he's a fantastic passer for a big man and he really knows how to work it around the around the ring. And the other one I really do like to watch is Fred VanVleet. He's an undersized guard. He hustles hard and he steals the ball really, really well. So he's somebody else that I I do really like to to own and really do like to watch. So that one may change throughout the year, but right now, if I'm being asked the question at the end of the year, who is the most fun player to own? It's going to be Trey Young. All right, guys, this is a bit of a recap. I'm calling the, the fantasy MVP, I'm going with Steph Curry, the Rookie of the Year Award. I'm going to go with LaMelo Ball, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people and think he's going to have a better year than his brother. The most improved award, it's going to be Christian Wood, and I think it's going to be Christian Wood by uh, by a bit of a landslide now that I think of it. Biggest bust, Hassan Whiteside. Biggest surprise packet, it's Colin Sexton. The Never Drafting Again Award right now, it looks to be Ricky Rubio. It may be Laurie Markkinen if he doesn't get healthy or stay healthy. The waiver wire pickup of the year, Darius Garland. I think he looks really good and the most fun player to own. It's obviously going to change depending on how much I'm winning or how much I'm losing, but I'm going to go with Trey Young. He looks really, really good and I love watching them play. That's about all I've got for you guys. I'll be back with my weekly waiver wire podcast out this weekend before the games kick off for round four or week four next week. Best of luck with week three. If you've got any questions for me or want to run any trades by me, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at markfantasyland or on the email fantasylandbasketball at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to rate and subscribe.